0: Sure. Sure. Something happened on the day.
1: Hi, and thanks for downloading this episode of the I'm So Sure podcast. I'm Scott Benson. And I'm Kevin Kelly. And this week we lost one of the greatest pioneers in music, art, fashion, culture, David Bowie. And um, we are just here to talk about our favorite songs by him and what what we feel his contributions are to the world at large, basically.
0: Yeah, at least my experience with David Bowie took place in the 80s, and I sort of um, left him behind when the 80s were over, I think. So I don't want to, like, lie and say, oh, Ziggy Stardust changed my life because I've never heard it. And I'm not going to lie to you and say that I have. And I was never interested enough in him to go back and revisit things from his past. It's just, he just wasn't present in my house when I was growing up. My mom listened to different kinds of music. We listened to to pop music and there was a lot of, you know, Neil Diamond, Barbra Streisand, Olivia Newton-John, ABBA, that kind of stuff. So I think David Bowie was considered to be... uh, Has a little bit more on the fringes. Well, and you know, he was like a rock musician, yeah. yeah. So by the time that I kind of discovered David Bowie, like you know who who he was, I was already kind of set in my way as far as music goes. Ain't that the truth? I think the first thing I ever saw was when he performed on Saturday Night Live Mm -hmm. with Joey Arias from Wigstock and Klaus Nomi. Um, were his backup singers, and um, I remember just thinking like, "Oh my God, this is really weird." Mm. I mean, I liked it, but and then I remember seeing the video for "Ashes to Ashes." That's the first thing that I remember seeing visually from him. Is yeah, the video it, for that, and it was before MTV. Yeah, and I don't, I can't remember. Maybe it was on Saturday Night Live. And Saturday Night Live would play lots of like weird little. Um, Films. short films yeah so maybe it was there or maybe it was on another show I can't remember but I just remember um, watching that video and thinking like what what the hell is this like I didn't the concept of a music video was was so unknown at that time that it, you know I just didn't understand what it was but I liked it but
1: yeah. well he was definitely you know a trendsetter in the whole uh, making a, a artistic film to promote a song and make everything uh, a vision is important visually as the music itself was. Right.
0: And he certainly, I think is responsible for a lot of the landscape of eighties music in general because uh, he influenced so many artists. I mean, it's really, it's countless, but like all of our favorite artists like Duran Duran and Madonna, Madonna, Pet Shop Boys, Depeche Mode, Culture Club. Oh yeah, they they've all stated you know how important David Bowie was to them, and even though Prince would never say it, I'm sure Prince was very much influenced by. Oh yeah, I David definitely Ur. agree. I, I mean Duran Duran, they've been talking about David Bowie for years, and they've covered him several times. They they covered Fame, they covered um, Boys Keep Swinging. And they covered Diamond Dogs, and um, even at the end of Hungry Like the Wolf, when they did MTV Unplugged, at the very end of the song, they said like TVC15, which is a David Bowie song. Um, so it was just like a little reference to that song. Although Spin magazine incorrectly wrote I when I was doing my research. Um, I came across something by some writer from Spin Magazine that said um, it was about people that had covered David Bowie songs. And uh, the the writer said that Duran Duran had um, on the tour that they did for the, the wedding album, um, TVC15 was a song that they did in that set, which it was not so i don't know where he got his info and he was like i can't find any any youtube videos like an outtake from unplugged of them performing so it makes me angry when when writers get things wrong but
1: so yeah after he had that ashes to ashes video come out i didn't really you know go out and buy a david bowie record or anything like that i wasn't instantly converted but he had a single for the movie Cat People that came out in the early 80s. And I bought the soundtrack album and I played his song all the time. I just, I loved it. See these eyes. That was probably within about a year of when "Let's Dance" came out. Which
0: well, the Cat People song is on "Let's Dance," isn't it? It
1: was a re-recorded version. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, I love that original version from the album. But um, it was interesting to hear it reworked on "Let's Dance." But I mean, to put things in the context, like the music that David Bowie did, like in the '70s and late '60s and stuff like that. I mean, I wasn't really aware of it at all until much later when he became more mainstream. Um, and I I definitely love all the 80s stuff that we're gonna
0: talk about And I think the first thing I ever owned by him was his duet with Queen under pressure yeah which I had Queen's greatest hits which that song was recorded for for that album so I think that was the first thing I owned then i remember um his duet with Bing crosby for Mm -hmm. the little drummer boy and i had the 45 of that but um
1: but he was like not someone that you really knew who he was no and
0: then like when let's dance came out and he was all over mtv i mean mtv had played um fashion the video for fashion yeah Alan Hunter, who is a VJ from MTV, is in the video. So that was always kind of fun to see that. And then um, Duran Duran had done an EP called Night Romantics, which it was uh, like extended versions of Planet Earth and Girls on Film. And there were um, a couple B-sides on that, and one of them was Fame. So that was the first time I ever heard Fame was by Duran Duran. I was not familiar with it, even though Back in the '70s, it was a number one song here in America for him, but I had never heard it.
1: Yeah, I hadn't heard it till much later, and you know then, um he did the re-recording of it with guest star Queen Latifah which i kind of liked it at the time and now when i listen to it it kind of makes me cringe and i'm sure i remember
0: i didn't like that video
1: yeah it was no. not very good it's it's not a good representation of the song his original was that was on great. the pretty
0: woman soundtrack yeah yeah i don't i guess i don't remember the queen latifah part maybe i always turned the video off well, before i got to that point.
1: There's different versions of the, like on the single with the different mixes and there's like with queen and without queen. Oh, okay. So, i would prefer anything without her. Oh.
0: But, I
1: mean, i don't dislike her, i just she's not a good fit for the song. It's not a complimentary uh yeah, <laughs> duet type of thing. They don't really work well together.
0: Well, i'm sure it was kind of record company politics. They were trying to, you know, maybe bring in more of a R and B audience for him, yeah. Or just trying to appeal to as many different audiences, it as wasn't they possibly could. Yeah, it wasn't the
1: same kind of chemistry as like you know him and Mick Jagger doing their Live Aid song, which is great. I love that dancing right. in the streets. A lot of people hate that. Oh, song. I know. I've everything I've been researching. Yeah. That's like met with lots of hostility, and I think it's I a like lot of fun. It.
0: I like it, and I think it's kind of incredible that the way they, how quickly they were, they recorded it did the video, and it was printed, you know, and And released in record stores. I mean, it was like, it was a matter of, like, days, I think. Yeah, I think it was less than a week or two at the most. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty incredible that they did it so quickly, so. And, you know, it was all for a good cause, so. I don't know what people are complaining about. I still hear it on the radio. I mean, so, I mean, it's... It's, I mean, it's not like it's We Built This City by Starship. Yeah, well. Which is like one of the most hated songs of the 80s. I mean, that's
1: just from the period of of David Bowie's career where Let's Dance was so huge. I mean, it had Modern Love, Let's Dance, and uh, China China Girl. Girl. And those were definitely still like following the evolution of his career because he was always one of those artists that would reinvent himself not only visually but the style of his music changed so much he never repeated himself and Mm -hmm. i think the problem though that happened in the 80s was let's dance was so huge and he probably had lots of pressure that he needed to have another mammoth monster album and so that was his mammoth monster album but they wanted well but yeah. Tonight was really big too afterwards. Well, it, it
0: didn't have as many hit singles. No, it
1: didn't but it sold really well It only
0: had one hit single actually, well, and we'll get to his hit singles because yeah. I have um, all the research on that We should talk about Nile Rodgers producing Let's, Let's dance. dance because he had done um, work for Duran Duran and Madonna and um, Sheena Easton NXS. He had he had produced so many acts. And for people that don't know, Nile Rodgers was in the very popular 70s group, Chic. So um, and he's kind of come back to the forefront in the past several years because with Daft Punk, Daft Punk. And, um, well, he, he's produced parts of the new Duran Duran album. And, um, he's just, he's been very prolific over the years in his projects. And,
1: and with well, a wide range of artists, like the, yeah. the artists that Kevin mentioned there, it's a pretty wide range. And I think I don't have the information in front of me, but I think him working on let's dance was one of the first non like, um, other R and B type or disco artists that he had worked with at the time. So he was definitely branching out into different, you know, directions and that was really a nice collaboration. And like we,
0: we said there, there were three big hit singles from that album. Let's dance went to number one, Um, China girl got to number 10 and modern love got to number 14 here in America. When I was looking at his chart success, He's not, he did not have very many hit singles. He only had um, 13 top 40 hits and only six of those were top 10 hits.
1: But that's just in America, right? That's just
0: in America. Yeah. But I mean, like after 1987, it was almost like he just kind of gave up on having hit singles and I don't think he cared. I mean, he went. He didn't have to at that point. Yeah, he didn't have to. He, well, I mean, he's always pretty much done what he wanted to do. Right. He went on to keep recording you know albums some of w- a few were successful and some weren't and um i think everything went south for me when he did that tin machine thing. yeah i just was yeah. like wow what what's this and i worked in a record store at the time and that cd for a while was one of our number one sell back cds like people could not get rid of that quick enough and then it went out of print later and was worth a lot of money for a while
1: Bet all those people were
0: sorry then yeah but i mean it got to the point where we wouldn't even take it back because we had so many in the used bin already it's but,
1: f- funny because i have like almost all his music in my itunes library but i don't have 10 machine and i just i kind of don't consider that as part of since it's a group effort. I yeah. mean, I don't even know who the people are in the group with soupy them.
0: Soupy but... Sale Sons. Well, that
1: sounds like a dirty limerick, but... Okay.
0: Well, it's true. It was some. It was Soupy Sales Sons and some other guy and... Some other guy, yeah.
1: <laughs> I see the okay. big impression that they made on you.
0: Well, and then they did it. And then, like, to kind of prove everyone... That, to prove to everyone that, you know... This was not a mistake in doing this. They did a second album, and that got even yeah, less. I don't even. Of a, less of a positive response. I have no comment so. about that. But then
1: in his next album, though, when he went back to being on his own, was Black Tie, White Noise, which I thought had some interesting stuff. I like that um, jump they said. Yeah, I remember that. That was really good. I so like he that. still, he was getting a little bit more more pop music with a little bit of a dance electronic angle to it. Yeah. When it comes the shaking man A in his eyes Striped with blood and in blazed tattoo Streaking cathedral fire They say They say It was probably during that time since he wasn't having a lot of stuff new that I loved that I did like get some of his greatest hits and I discovered some of the older songs like that I'd always read about and never really had heard. I mean besides you know fame and fashion like Life on Mars I think that's a great song.
0: Life
1: on and um, Heroes is really good as well. Oh, we be heroes. Just for one day. I know you don't even know what those songs are. I know what they
0: are. <laughs> I just, I couldn't sing it to you yeah i mean they just aren't in my you know part of my 80s gradies well i just happen to have
1: done a version of life on mars well i don't want to hear it oh
0: ever (laughs) oh for those not in the know scott likes to take like what did you find like a midi file yeah yeah he finds a midi file online and then, which a MIDI file, if you don't know, is like a very computer It's just synth- all the different synth-y, parts synth-y, of a song. Synthery. That's not even a word. <laughs> a synthy version of it, like a pop song without the lyrics. And then he will record it for his own purposes. And those own purposes are to annoy the people he knows. It's for entertainment. But it's the exact opposite of entertaining. I'll show you. I'll show you all yeah people will be turn, turning <laughs> turning us tuning, his tuning out and in droves, droves. Uh, please don't you're hurting people oh so but anyway yeah I, i'm i'm glad that you have the know-how and uh to do it but i always
1: say i may not have talent on my side but i have technology on my side yeah
0: that's for sure <laughs> You know what this brings us to we we kind of skipped over some things let's uh so after let's dance there was his tonight album that generated one top 10 single which oh no we have to tell which the story. was blue jean so yeah the world needs to know scott's blue jean story my secret shame of should blue i jean. tell it or do you want to tell it? oh no why don't you go ahead and okay tell so scott loves halloween and uh, how old were you? Like 15? I was 15. He was 15 at the time. And in our town, um, there was a shopping center that hosted a yearly Halloween party for kids. <laughs> and Scott decided he was going to dress up as Blue Jean or David from what David Boy looked like in the Blue Jean video. And. Um,
1: Which included, like, I had some. Fancy pajama type of outfit with pointed slippers and
0: Didn't your mom like do some running around like looking to get a costume and
1: I went to the thrift store and got some things
0: And you did your makeup up. I had makeup.
1: I had my hair Spiked up with gel and then sprayed with some white in it to make it look like David looked in the video I mean, I spent probably about an hour and a half getting together this getting myself right. together and it,
0: during this part when you go in and re-edit things i think the song blue jeans should be playing during this part okay so so yes it just gives people a more a bigger visual oh so anyway you you had your mom take you she w- i
1: was not able to drive yet obviously since i was 15 so, so she, she took, took you away. over
0: to boom village which was the shopping center the boom village halloween party and there's like all these like Three-year-olds. Three it was
1: basically a whole little, bunch of little, little, kids. little kids being taken door-to-door to, door to get their trick-or-treats, to get their candy from the uh, businesses. And it had been a few years since I'd been there, obviously. And he didn't even get out of the car. He was so embarrassed. I looked and I saw that there were no teenagers there, and I was mortified. And so he was just like, oh, just let's just go home. And my mom and your was mom- livid.
0: Because of all that work, no one's gonna see this costume, and she just threw her hands up at the air and shook them. <laughs> and shook I was, him, shook them, shook him.
1: <laughs> I was too old to actually go trick or treating, but and I, but yeah, not old enough to be invited to a cool costume party, so it was all for nothing. I don't think I, I don't even have any.
0: There are you know, no photos. photos. I've never seen a photo. People just love this story, and we have to tell it every Halloween.
1: Well, now it's recorded, so people can just play it whenever no. they want to feel Bad. really good at my expense
0: it's the scott's feel bad halloween story Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you should try to revisit it maybe you know next time you have to go to some halloween party why don't you i mean you've already be blue jean again yeah you already know how to do the costume you have experience Mm
1: -hmm. that was about 30 years ago but
0: yeah I oh, mean, well. you, you would have to explain to people what it was. Yeah. They wouldn't know. No, but...
1: if I was dressed like Ziggy Stardust or a Latin Sane, maybe they, it would I be more obvious. Know. I know you wouldn't know, but you know what Ziggy Stardust looks like. Do I? David Bowie with orange hair.
0: Oh. I just thought that was... And a, a
1: dress. Oh,
0: I just thought that was David Bowie. Well, okay.
1: So we're not going to talk about that part of David Bowie's career, clearly. <laughs> so then going back to, into his next album after never Tonight.
0: let me down again which um that was the last time he had any hits in america in america day in day out got to number 21 never let me down again wasn't it never let me down is depeche mode right never let me down again. and they came out in the same year yeah. i think to those albums so that got to number 27 and then i love the song time will crawl mm-hmm. That single. That is a really
1: neat video, too. Yeah. Where he's and swinging around on that rope.
0: And people are just kind of throwing his body around. But that, MTV played it a lot, but it wasn't a hit. No. So.
1: That album also had that very curious song called Shining Star, which featured a special rap performance by Mickey Rourke. Fresh from. Oh, I remember Yeah, that. fresh from Nine and a Half Weeks yeah. success.
0: Yeah, that was a, a, a unique contribution they probably to... just ran
1: into each other to bar, and he's like why don't you come record something for my album <laughs> <laughs> who uh, knows
0: yeah who knows but anyway so that's kind of where i parted with david bowie and not like intentionally i just i was always aware of the things that he was releasing but i just never i mean i would see the video and i would just be sort of like eh. but you know this kind of brings me to the point where um Have you noticed when, I mean, I know you're not on Facebook that much, but when somebody dies, some people cannot get to Facebook quick enough to report it. Well, yeah. Which I don't understand that. And like, you know, everyone, most people have, you know, several hundred friends on Facebook that you've never met before. But I mean, you know them on Facebook. Right. But um, it always like boggles my mind. It's like, do you not think that. I already know this information like the day that David Bowie died, which, and I know a lot of people were affected by it because a lot, he had a lot of fans, but I mean, like people were reporting it like they were like the first person that you'd heard this news from hours after, you know, the rest of the world pretty much knew. Right. I just think that's so funny. I found out on my Apple watch. Oh,
1: (laughs) But I, it was actually in the night, and um, I got up to go to the bathroom. I was on that Sunday night or Monday morning, and saw that.
0: Yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night and had looked at my Facebook on my phone and yeah. saw. So when you had texted me, I had already known for hours. But yeah, we always, Scott and I usually text each other when we hear someone's died. We don't post it on Facebook, but. We'll just say, you know, such and such is dead. The other thing that I think is so ridiculous about people dying on Facebook is how people suddenly become a fan. Like, I've never seen so many Natalie Cole fans in my life. Like, that is interesting. Oh, so you love Natalie Cole and you're really upset about
1: her death. And you have all her music. Oh, I mean, you have it on order? Okay, good. Yeah.
0: And, um, okay, name one song by Motorhead. Now that Lemmy from Motorhead has died, name one song. Yeah, these people can't do it. Why do people do that?
1: I don't know. It's just because it's a communal thing and they think that it's cool to like someone that has just passed away, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have wanted to do this podcast if I didn't genuinely right.
0: really I mean, love we, David Bowie. Yeah, we wouldn't be doing this if he wouldn't have died. Right. But I mean, we we do have a... Interest in his career. I mean, I really... And his death is just... It's created, you know, us kind of examining his influence on other artists.
1: Yeah, yeah. You definitely see what he's done for, for instance, like theatrical shows. Like the whole... Big stage shows with the set pieces and the costumes. I mean, he didn't invent that, but he brought that into popular music right. type of performances going back all the way to Ziggy Stardust. And then he brought that back again in that support for the album uh, Never Let Me Down mm-hmm. with uh, the Glass Spider Tour, yeah. right? Yeah. So, and that was a huge, big presentation that obviously influenced Madonna, Janet Jackson, Lady Gaga, you know, all those type of shows.
0: Right. Yeah, I would say that he he is really responsible for a lot of that. So, which and we thank you, David Bowie, because music would be, the music we love would be quite different, I think, without it would very much be different. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, MTV had a lot to do with it too, but MTV was, it was like a direct result of. A lot of what he had done I mean there were other people doing well Queen
1: too. was doing music videos yeah. and doing things that were on the edge like that and the Beatles obviously had done it back in the 60s um, in you know in lieu of touring they would make
0: yeah they had movies. their movies and we should talk about some of David Bowie's films yeah
1: let's talk about his movies I mean I first the first film I saw by him is um, The Hunger which came out in 1982 directed by Tony Scott
0: and, and we were a on, movie. seeing on HBO
1: mm-hmm it was definitely a late night, after hours type of show. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, very, you know, the lesbian vampire stuff with Susan Sarandon and Catherine Deneuve is very scandalous when you're, you know, a 13 year old kid watching yeah. videos that you rent from the video store. But that's just a really beautiful, arty, moody movie. And David Bowie is is really good in it. I mean, he unfortunately, his character dies like about a quarter of the way through, spoiler
0: alert. But You're supposed to say spoiler alert before you say it.
1: I would think that anyone who likes David Bowie well, has yes. already seen that I movie
0: if I they care. I agree.
1: I mean, his first movie I've actually have not seen yet. It's The Man Who Fell to Earth, which was in the mid '70s, directed by Nicholas Rogue, and Candy Clark was also in that. You we know love that, Candy Clark, yeah? We do love Candy Clark. So yeah, I need to be checking that out. I'd like to see that sometime. I've never seen uh, The Last Temptation of Christ. That he oh, had a small part Christ. in. That sounds like a Netflix and chill and leave the room type of thing to me, but that's just my opinion It's the
0: kind of movie that you can enjoy from another room
1: Yeah, another room, or changing the channel I'm sure it's a well-made movie, I just don't care to see it And then I never saw, this is so bad, we're talking about all these movies he was in that we've not seen (laughs) um, And like The Prestige, which is supposed to be really good I had never heard of that Yeah, the Christopher Nolan movie, you know what that is It has Hugh Jackman and... uh,
0: I can't remember his name. I don't know it. I I know Christopher Nolan directed that movie that I hate. It's... That (laughs) backward movie. Memento. Ugh.
1: I hate... How can I not remember who's in The Prestige? Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman. And uh, they play magicians who are rivals, and David Bowie has a small part Uh, in it as well.
0: I know nothing of that movie. Yeah. It does not sound like my cup of tea. Well,
1: it's not a movie that made as big of an impression as my favorite movie that David Bowie's in.
0: Is that the one that Christian Bale lost like all that weight and was real skinny? No,
1: that's The Machinist. Oh. Okay. That's where he looks like he's,
0: yeah, like. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm really can't.
1: emaciated.
0: I'm not a big fan of his, so no. don't really follow his. Don't character. expect
1: a big short episode from us anytime soon.
0: <laughs> or a Christian Bale episode. Oh. Yeah. I like
1: him, kind of, I guess. I mean, I liked Batman, and I liked Ugh. Empire of the Sun.
0: Ugh, that's the only movie I've ever walked out of.
1: Empire of the Sun.
0: Yeah. That's a really good student yeah, Spielberg I ha- World War I movie. I have to finish everything I start, except for Empire of the Sun. Boring, so the- fucking boring. It's beautiful. It's a really great movie. Uh, but it was boring. It could be totally beautiful, but it was so boring. And I, I remember I was really, like, irritated by the score.
1: You just don't like that song, oh, that Suogan song that so he sings irritating. with the boys' choir. Oh,
0: my God. David Bowie's not even in that movie. Why are we talking about I don't know. It?
1: Let's go to my favorite David Bowie movie. <laughs> Labyrinth. Well, oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that either. That movie was really visually cool, but I think we were a little too old to have right. it connect with so us. So many
0: people that are a little bit younger than we are yeah. really love that movie and um, the soundtrack was really popular too i mean not like on the billboard charts but it was always like a very consistent seller mm-hmm. during my record store days i remember always having to restock it yeah that i
1: love underground and what's a uh, magic dance those are both really good songs yeah. but no i want to say my favorite david uh, bowie movie uh, happens to
0: coincide. Yeah, it
1: happens to coincide with my other favorite thing in the world, um, David Lynch and Twin Peaks. So he was actually in the Twin Peaks theatrical film called Fire Walk with Me in 1992. Yeah, i sorry. He, he was not. I think he and uh, David Lynch uh, were friends and wanted to work on something together, and he was able to have a small part for him in the movie as a time traveling FBI agent. And Kevin has no response to that. My
0: my response is it's a big bag of bullshit. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, he's very memorable in the movie.
0: Well, I'm glad he was able to do that and make his mark.
1: In the world of Twin Peaks. Yeah. That was very, very exciting for me. Hopefully with the new Twin Peaks coming out next year, they it'll, maybe...
0: it'll be a little bit more mainstream and accessible to people and enjoyable.
1: I'm sure it'll be enjoyable, but I wouldn't think that it's going to be more accessible. If anything, it'll probably be more inaccessible to people.
0: So let's talk a little about David Bowie's style. Um, I used to work at a record store, like I've said many times. Multiple times. (laughs) But anyway, I worked at a couple different record stores. Anyway, one of them, um, we had received a promotional poster for Rolling Stone magazine that had David Bowie's cover. It was like a, a, just a poster of one of his covers and I actually don't think it was like um, a real Rolling Stone cover. I think maybe it was a a section that pulled out. It was like a style section. And it was just Rolling Stone, David Bowie's face. I remember. And at the bottom it said, style. And um, there was this horrible girl that I worked with. And I will not name her um, here because, you know, I just don't even know just because
1: she doesn't deserve it.
0: She was going away to college and I was in charge of all this displays in the record store. And um, this girl, her favorite artists were like Bon Jovi and Sammy Hagar, which are like the complete opposite of David Bowie. And she desperately wanted this poster of David Bowie on the cover of the Rolling Stone Because she wanted to put it on her dorm wall. And I I overheard her say that she wanted to make a good impression. Like, she kind of knew that posters of Sammy Hagar and Bon Jovi were going to be like, eh. They're going
1: to send out a bad message. Yeah.
0: But this girl, she was so stupid. She was so mean and hateful. And, um, like, so many people in that store disliked her. That, um, I remember, um somebody in the store or not, it probably wasn't even anybody that worked in the store. It was probably just someone in random, you know, in the random world, um, had driven through her yard, like when it was raining and they did like, um, what do you call it? Donuts. Donuts in the the yard and like tore up her yard. And she accused me of doing it, which anybody that knows me knows that that is the most preposterous thing of me. Like,
1: if you would have been driving a car towards her house, you would have not stopped till you ran over well, her Well, no, I mean, just
0: me, like, driving and doing something destructive is so completely laughable. That's too much effort. It was, yeah, way too much effort. And plus, she lived out in the country, which I didn't even know how to get out into the country. Because it was, like, she was on one of those roads that was, like, 200 south, which I had no idea where that was. So, like, you know, it just... All those numbered roads that are out in It's confusing. Yeah, right. I was just like, unless you live I'm on, at the intersection of 40 East and 190... Uh, then I don't know where you are. Roll Route Box 1. <laughs> yeah, then I have no idea where you are, and I will not be able to find you. Because this was way before the days of, you know, GPS. So anyway, she really wanted this poster. And she had done something mean to me I mean, there was just no reason for me to give any give her anything that she wanted, so it was up real high, and um, I had to like literally get up a ladder and straddle the record bin with my legs, stand on top of the record bins to get to the wall behind where the record bins were, which is where this poster was, and I had to take like um staple remover to get the to put po- the poster down right and she's just being such a crotch and i just um my foot accidentally slipped slipped is in the word is in quotes and i was when i was removing the poster it just went rip right in the middle oh yeah and she was just she was so upset and i was just like whatever bitch she was not a nice person so I'm sorry, David Bowie, that I did that to your poster. I'm
1: sure it'd be. I'd love to have that poster now.
0: Because you think is it would impress people? Like yeah, I'll did. put that up
1: on my dorm room wall. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> get lots of good comments and notices on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, it's probably worth a lot now. <laughs> I'm but. sure
1: it is. Chemo,
0: yeah, whatever. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. To speak more to his image, I mean, he was probably the first artist that was just completely comfortable with putting out in an androgynous vibe. And that made such an impression for popular culture. And I'm sure it was scandalous at the time. Yeah. And he made comments like in an interview like that, oh yeah, I'm gay, I've always have been gay. And Well, I thought he claimed
0: to be bisexual.
1: Well, he at one point in an interview just said he was gay. And he, no. he said that he met his wife because they were both sleeping with the same guy. And a lot of that was probably... He was playing uh, with the press. Was that
0: his first wife? His
1: first yeah. wife. Yeah. The mother of his son. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but yeah, he was just a trailblazer in that respect. Right.
0: He really was. So he is definitely going to be missed in this world. Though. But luckily he's got so many albums and movies and things that will, you know, people can listen to. Plus
1: the touring art exhibition. Of David Bowie pieces as mm-hmm. well um, and I know you're not a fan from what you've heard but anyone who's not heard his new album Black Star
0: I so wanted to like it I know so many people are saying wonderful things about it yeah and I think it's great I, I really think it's great that people are really embracing it the the two songs that i've heard i just have to say that they just weren't my cup of tea no
1: you know you don't like avant-garde jazz and that's what it is yeah. and my understanding things that i've read and i've listened to an interview with his produ- longtime producer who worked on that it was he's always loved that kind of music and actually loved jazz and and blues back when he was a teenager so i think he's always wanted to do an album like this so i think it's fantastic that he was able to
0: do this as his last statement well and it it sounds like I mean he he pretty much knew what was going on clearly and and, um, knew this was gonna be it so I think it's wonderful it's a really a statement on his the kind of person he is that he would do this for I mean he knew that people loved what he did and he wanted to do something great he
1: made an artistic statement that also reflected what was happening in his life and he was able to do it on his own terms right Right. which is not uh, everyone gets the chance to do whether they're artists or not right so I
0: mean talk about integrity he really was just you know full of it yeah I I just don't think there's much else to say people he has such a huge career and so many different things.
1: We could, we could have multiple podcasts about every single aspect of him.
0: Right, like, and people just kind of latch on to... I mean, there's some people that love it all. There's some people like... Like, like you, like that you are selective. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I love specifically the 80s, but I like um, chunks of the 70s, and I like some of the 90s and i like the newer stuff like he had an album the next day that came out a couple of years ago and i like some songs and, i mean well. i
0: even know that he was not fond of his 80s output he even had stated at one time that his career was a complete mess in the 80s yeah I, and it's just like it's kind of sad when it's like oh well that's what i like so i mean you can't help what you like you just, right
1: i mean that's what we were supposed to i mean those songs from the 80s make the biggest connection with me because that's what I remember hearing for the first time Mm -hmm. and everything else is just, it's kind of cool to discover something that maybe someone else has been a fan of for 30 years. And you're like, Oh, that's a really cool song. I've heard about it, but never heard. And I think this, the awareness of his passing and everyone can kind of, if they're not familiar with him, just check something out or like listen to samples and stuff on your streaming services. And you may find a, your new favorite song that you've never heard of. It's by David Bowie.
0: I think it's kind of nice the way people have sort of come together and embraced the genius of David Bowie. It, it's been very nice because there's so many cruddy things going on in the world. It's, it's nice when you can take something that's bad, like someone dying, and turn it into a positive, and you know, enjoy that person's and ap- work and
1: appreciate what they put out there.
0: So rest in peace, David Bowie. All
1: right, I guess on that note, it's time for our I'm So Sure of the Week. So it's kind of a somber one, but it's appropriate. And this week
0: is I'm So Sure Cancer.
1: Yeah,
0: Cancer, you should fuck off. You
1: suck. You took Lemmy and you took David Bowie and celine dion's husband and then her just brother yesterday her brother i mean okay that's enough give us a break i'm so sure oh
0: yeah cancer suck it we've had enough okay now we're up to our incredibly good advice column mm-hmm. dear kevin and scott this week's letter. Did they? Did you get this
1: like uh, in the mail or as an email?
0: Yes, they sent it to me in the mail because they have our address. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I guess I never it thought about a, the logistics it of that. It's a
0: handwritten letter on some nice Hallmark stationery. No, it was an email dear kevin and scott i'm a 31 year old nail biter and have been one for as long as i can remember as an adult i'm now attacking my cuticles to the point that they bleed (laughs) if i feel a hangnail i have to push it down or rip it out it may be stress related but sometimes i don't even realize i'm doing it i've stopped biting my nails twice but that's because i used to get manicures weekly i can't afford them anymore the stuff that tastes bad doesn't taste so bad that it doesn't stop me i'd like to be able to show off my future wedding band a a co-worker said she thinks i have some sort of ocd you think could you be right or could she be right i know i need help do you have any suggestions on how i can help myself nail biter in san francisco that's gross i'm I'm sorry that's gross do you know where your fingers have been gross (laughs) um
1: gross I'm glad she didn't say that she was eating the pieces of skin I think it was kind of implied that she might have ingested some of it wasn't maybe I was just reading between the lines gross
0: I have no response like just stop it stop it it's gross wear gloves yeah maybe um apply some lotion like cuticle lotion so that doesn't happen so it doesn't get dry and flaky yeah, get your get your nails done. Get your skin condition wear well. Gloves. She can't. She can't afford to get her nails done.
1: Um, have a friend do it. I don't know. Just figure out something.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's our advice. Figure <laughs> it out. Like that stuff that she said. The the taste bad. It's like a. It's, it's like, a, like bitter or something. Yeah, or other. bitter nail, nail polish. polish. I don't know. Maybe have your mouth sewn shut. I don't think she needs to worry about having a wedding band.
1: Doesn't sound like any man's going to want to get near her.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just have this vision of someone, like, chewing on their nails and then, like, spitting it across oh, the,
1: oh, yeah. the room. I actually have a coworker Ooh. who, if you talk to him or see his hands, he chews on his fingernails. And I see him. He used to work in my department, so he'd be setting his computer, and you'd see him from behind, and he'd have a hand up at his face. And he'd be chewing on his fingertips. And then I see him now in other places, and every once in a while, his hand will go up and he'll be chewing on himself. So it's a compulsion. Gross. And um,
0: Yes, it is an OCD.
1: Maybe I can fix him up with this girl here, and they can chew each other's fingers.
0: It just reminds me of Ally Sheedy in The Breakfast Club. Remember when she's, like, chewing on her fingernails, and she, like... Spits it across the way.
1: Yeah, well, I do that with my toenails, but I don't. Do it with oh my, my
0: god, <laughs> I can't deal with that. I'm just kidding. Ooh, I don't like any kind of feet. toenail finger. The feet are gross. They're so gross. My feet are darling, but <clears throat> like my dad, I remember used to sit downstairs when we were upstairs, and I could hear the toenail clippers going and the toenail would like fly across the floor like Sick. across the room yeah and i mean i i guess it just got picked up in the sweeper but uh, uh, all right that's appetizing i don't think we've given this person any kind of assistance
1: i don't think we can be supportive and offer any encouragement because okay i it's recommend
0: appalling. a gift card for Counseling to deal with the OCD.
1: I think that's our answer to everything. Gift card for counseling. Mm -hmm. Deal with the OCD. Maybe instead of people writing to us, they should just directly skip us and go directly to counseling.
0: It sounds like an episode of that show on TLC, My Fucked Up Life. Or, um, I forget what it's really called. Um, My My Strange Addiction. My Strange Addiction, yeah. It sounds like this would be a, a great episode. Have you seen that show? Yeah, I
1: saw an episode about a girl that likes to eat, eat rocks. Wall,
0: or the, eat the wall. Or, like when she took her pictures down, there were holes because she eats the wall uh, behind the picture. I saw
1: one with a girl that liked to eat um, ashes. She would go up to uh, ashtrays and stick her tongue in and uh, dump it uh, in uh, her uh, mouth. Uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I'll talk about nasty. There was
0: a girl who ate the foam out of her couch and was eating her mattress.
1: There was also one about a woman whose husband had passed away and she was slowly uh, eating his ashes. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think we've probably made everyone sick. Let's now. do
0: an episode about that show. Like I've seen every episode. I have. You know
1: what? Let's do a show about that and then also some highlights of uh, hoarders. Because I like to watch uh, that too. Maybe we could have a hoarders intervention in my strange addiction super show.
0: I can't watch that hoarders show anymore. Like I it's the really first, sad. The first season, yeah, it made me way too sad. Like these my strange addiction people, they seem kind of proud. Some of them are. Some of them are. Some yeah. of them realize that. it's Did you really see the up. guy that makes love to his car? I his car was like that his listing. girlfriend. Yeah, and he like. Kind of shimmies under the car. And okay. Says things to it.
1: And what about the tailpipe? Oh no, nothing.
0: I think all the action was going on at the at the underneath the front of the car, but. Well. Wow. Yeah. Ugh.
1: So he doesn't need to go to get the oil change for a. Leave. No, he
0: needs counseling.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up. For wrap this it up. Episode. <laughs> That's not going to become. I'll oh, take it. <laughs> that's not going to become wrap, a standard.
0: Rap, 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 rap.
1: Do you want me to this find is
0: the Eurythmics version, not the Fabulous? Thunder
1: do you want me to words? find a MIDI version of "Wrap It Up" so you can report, do your own electronic yes. version of it?
0: My my version would be great. Really? Yeah, it would be incredible. would it, so be, yeah, would it would be
1: amazing? Would
0: be, no, it would. Oh
1: man, it's amazing how you no, roll your eyes. No,
0: <laughs> Doug Henning was amazing. People use the word amazing too much. Look it up in the dictionary, read what it really means, and stop using it for everything. Like, people, someone will post a, um, you know, a picture of a, some old donut on Facebook. That looks amazing. No, it really doesn't. Oh, enough about that. Yeah, it's pretty ironic, actually. <laughs> Don't you think?
1: All right. Well... Thanks for tuning into this episode. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter.
0: Facebook.com slash I'm so sure podcast.
1: And Twitter.com slash I'm so sure Have podcast. you
0: been tweeting on our Twitter?
1: I tweet when we have a new episode. Uh, I like other people's things on tweet on the on the Twitter.
0: <laughs> We're also on Instagram. We don't have our own Instagram account. Scott and I have our own Instagram accounts, but we Hashtag I'm so, I'm so Sure Podcast. So, so,
1: yeah, if you ever want to post a picture that may be related to a topic that we've done
0: or that you'd like to have a do. Hashtag I'm So Sure Podcast. And also don't forget to check out our good friend Groovy Doom on Facebook. And uh, Groovy Doom has a second um, issue of their zine out. So check that out. They're awesome.
1: Excellent. Well, until then, this is Scott Benson.
0: This is Kevin Kelly, and thanks for joining us, and we'll be back next week.
1: I am so sure. I'm so
0: sure. Bye.
1: Got uh.